actually yeah, like, this game is great exactly um speaking of slapping games when's the slap some games off the oh. digital storefronts there it is okay. i was Welcome back to another episode of the Emergent Gamer Podcast, episode 289. I'm one of your hosts, Neo Yoshi, joined by Trip Zero. What's going on, guys? It's Trip Zero. Lock and Key. Yo, what's going on, everybody? And Felix are good. Hey. Hey, boys. Uh, before we get started, um, if you didn't know, we are the Emergent Gamer Podcast. Find us on podcast services around the globe, as well as YouTube. Get us on YouTube, subscribe. We're pretty much at 100 subscribers. We'll get our super sweet vanity link. And then you don't need to type in a bunch of numbers to find us. So please get on that. Um, He's telling the truth. Thank you. Like and subscribe, all those things. We, we, we love to see it. Write us reviews. We love reading them. Thank you. We do. We do love anyway, the interviews. We yes, do. We do. We, we love it. Uh, boys, what is up? Nothing much, man. I just secured a uh, lock in Gilded, so I'm pretty excited about that. Just created oh, wow. a user Gilded, you say? I mean, I just yeah. What? Sorry, I was just, I was just doing what, it right what now. Is Gilded? No, that's pretty excited. Pretty excited about that one. You know, you don't normally get. You normally don't get your your normal name in things anymore. Dude, you know what I you mean? Know, do you know what I had? I had. Uh, so, fun fact: if you didn't know, um, my real name is Peter. I had Peter on Discord, like at Peter. I was on Discord that early. Then oh, I wow. Peter. I gave it up for <laughs> zero. He knew that. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> gave it up. It's funny to see zero. And now I, I was like, I was like, what if I just go back to this? And of course, it's gone. But. Yeah, I had my just my name. I felt like that's great. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's good. That's so hard. Uh, to do. What is gilded for, for anyone who doesn't know out there? What is gilded? Gilded, gilded is uh, another uh, chat application geared towards gamers. It's essentially Discord. Um, when I'm looking at the app side by side. Uh, the untrained eye would not know the difference of what app they were in. To be honest with you, they look almost identical. Um, I can get I downloaded, Peter on Gilded right now, <laughs> but I, but I, but I, uh, but I downloaded it just to see what it was like because I've heard a few positive things. We're not going to really get into it tonight, but there's some rumblings that Microsoft may purchase Discord. Um, or that a few companies are in talks to purchase Discord. So there's been a lot of conversation on the internet about you know will Discord you know, get ruined and become Skype or something, or will it be integrated with Microsoft Teams one day or something? You know, who knows? Possibilities are endless if Microsoft were to buy it. Um, so Gilded is something that came up as an alternative, and I haven't heard one negative thing about Gilded on the internet, which is surprising. Um, I've only heard positive things, so I figured I would download it and look at it and just see. Um, so I was just doing that in the pre-show. Um, I, I just loaded it up as well. It looks like literally like... Yeah, uh, Discord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their their UI designer was like, "Let's not waste time recreating the wheel here. Let's uh, let's copy it's, literally everything." 
it's that meme that's like like yo know, uh copy my homework but like change a little bit you know like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah you could tell that's that like so this weird. you could tell that it was you know that it, it's changed just enough that they won't get in trouble you know what i mean but mm-hmm. it's like just enough but it is uh yeah it's it's very very similar but yeah i downloaded it to mess around with i mean we're not going anywhere yet. Discord's still our baby. We love we love Discord. Um, but True. can't hurt to check it. Can't hurt to check out another platform Absolutely just to see what it's, it's actually pretty good to have because sometimes Discord has problems when we're trying to game and voice chat goes down. And this would be a cool little alternative thing to do group chats with or group audio with um, in those events. But, I remember that time we were raiding in Destiny and remember that, Discord yeah. went down and we were like, let's use Steam's group chat, and that was like a mess. Oh, it, it was, was like a, brutal. It was awful. It was brutal. Um, I guess the other thing you could do is now you can do the Xbox game chat. You could do party chat through the Xbox app, I think, now. And does but, that connect through PC and Xbox? I I don't know, to be honest with you, because I haven't tried, but I think it exists. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it would be a cool thing to have it as as a backup. Um, I mean, we'd, we would need to create a whole server to do it. But um, yeah, yeah. So Gilded. Um, check it out. I guess if you're if you're uh, if you're interested in seeing a Discord clone, that's um, <laughs> funny how the news this week that Discord may be acquired, and then all of a sudden now we're we're, we're at least I'm hearing about this. I don't know if this is coincidence or not, but this is well. Pretty, yeah, I mean it. Weird. It came up um, right after the news, like right after the news, the rumored news came out. Uh, all I saw over over my Twitter feed was people saying, Hey guys, if you want an alternative to discord for the future, here's uh, here's an app that everyone loves. And it was repeatedly this application. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It shows well, how much, way, this shows how much people don't trust Microsoft with applications. Huh? Yeah. Like this is Skype. They killed Skype. Kind of. Oh my much. God. That video that got shared in our discord the other day of, of the, the fake video of the Skype CEO. Did you see that? Did you see that? I did. Uh, I did. Like, what is this? It's it's uh who posted someone posted it. Um fuck is it in tech chat? Um it's in one of our chats, but it's it's uh it's like a meme video of some guy like pretending to be the Skype CEO and he's on an interview and he's just fucking screaming <laughs> screaming into the microphone like like about Zoom and why and why Zoom's a thing when Skype was there first and he doesn't understand why nobody <laughs> uses Skype and everyone's using Zoom. It's it's honestly it's it's hilarious. I'll have to go back and watch that for the show. It was it was really funny. I, I have to figure out some I think it was Wiggles that posted it. But I can't, I can't remember where he actually posted it. Who was the guy? Who the guy that was? It's just some. It's just some internet. I I don't really know. I watched the video. It's not like in in Warzone chat because because that gets that gets pretty. uh, It's not like a Microsoft guy or something who's upset about it. It's a college humor style. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but either way, what are you guys playing? What are you guys up to? Locke. Well. Um, I haven't played anything new Great. to be honest Felix. with you. No, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean the only the only thing that I did that I got was, stuff to talk uh, about. Yeah, I'll I'll be quick. I, I um I spent the majority of this past week watching the Valorant Masters tournament. Um Ooh, that was happening. That? Um it's just uh like one of the the top Valorant competitive events. 
Um, so the dudes are like making you like fucking salivate because they're that good. <laughs> uh, they are very, very good. Uh, yeah. It's it's honestly very hard to comprehend um, how good those guys are. But um, it was just really fun to watch. I mean, Neo and I have had a blast playing Valorant. Uh, we haven't played in a long time, um, probably together also, or separate. But, um, Jay's actually back into it full time. Jay's been playing solo like almost every night, he said, and he's been loving it and he's been trying to get me and nimbus to, to hop back in so i've been thinking about it were, th- were there um, any uh female masters just curious Ran- random, um, random i don't think there are there may be one full there may be one full female team but i don't think i don't think they were in the tournament That's um fun. and they do it they do it for every country like there's a few mm-hmm. different countries that run in it so there's like an na there's an eu um so i just i i spent time watching that and there was this this uh funny video that was posted on twitter recently of 100 thieves is one of the you know it's a big esports organization their coach was getting in a fight through uh voice chat with with some referee because in a prior tournament the referee or whoever runs the tournament ruled against a team in a certain situation and then 100 thieves was in the same situation for this tournament and they did not get the same ruling so it's this five, it's this five minute uh, clip of their coach arguing, and it's all about ping and network latency. Um, and it's it's it was hilarious to watch, and like all the players are behind them because they're playing in like the one hundred thieves combat. It's like a real um, sport. It's like a real sport. That, I mean, the coach that's comes a moment. Yes. That's a moment uh, to yeah. be definitive. Like, oh look, it's oh, real yo, now. Yeah, and, <laughs> and people all, people all over the clip were like. We're like, this is how esports coaches need to be. Like, this is yes. exactly what it is. Yes. And they're and they're like, yeah. the guy, the guy's literally arguing, and he's like, to the to whoever he's talking to, I have no idea who he's talking to. I didn't do enough research, but he's like, if you knew anything about gaming and you knew anything about network latency, <laughs> you would know someone that has eight millisecond ping has an advantage over someone that has a sixty millisecond ping. It's not fair. You need to you need to reverse the ruling. And it's just a fucking argument back and forth about fucking ping it's so funny That's amazing it's so funny because in in that type of game peaker's advantage is is a is a real thing and someone that has mm-hmm. eight ping versus 60 ping that person with eight ping can peak gets, before the person the with advantage gets, yeah. has a has a severe advantage yeah i had i learned the, the hard i learned the hard lesson of that playing battlefield because you can actually sure. see your ping when you're, mm-hmm. you know, getting ready to start a match or whatever. Yeah, and this yeah, is before, most games you can. This was before I had and it's, upgraded. And it's a hard. Well, I was going to say this was before I had upgraded myself to gigabit internet, and uh, and I, I had dude lock. I think I had close to two hundred ping, and That's I was awful. dying all the time. I was dying all the time, and somebody was like, "It's your ping, bro. It's your ping. Will you look at it?" I'm like, "What the fuck is ping?" <laughs> Other people, you would have looked like a dude just like kind of skating rubber around man, the map, rubber yeah. rubber manding. Wow. Yeah, like, yeah. wow. Well, that's the, yeah. thing, the the only thing that the only thing that gigabit internet does for you that helps you is it does improve your latency, right? Like your gigabit speeds do nothing for you for gaming. The only thing that really matters in gaming is your latency. Um, right. Which, if you're not hardwired, you should be. Pro tip for anyone that's playing over Wi-Fi if you're trying to play. A I, w- so I go- wish I could play over hardwire. Um, so going to but, gigabit internet did nothing for me. <laughs> uh no it it did if it improved your latency i don't i don't know i mean i have obscenely good latency when i play valorant (laughs) or most most shooters um but i'm also hardwired but in any case um yeah it was really cool to to watch to watch that like go down especially when i was watching the tournament um and 
yeah. So hopefully maybe I'll, I'll, I'll jump back into Valorant, but outside of that, yeah, I haven't really, I've only been playing, I got back into destiny a little bit. Trip and I played trials over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I, played, I played a little bit of iron banner today. Um, and did some some power grinding stuff um in destiny but outside of that nothing new still going through valhalla but nothing new to really report there um so felix what what do you got for us i have two things one i'll get to in a second the actual game i played but uh neo neo posted this like in the emerging gamer discord he goes they finally posted a roadmap for fallout (laughs) and No, it's not finally. It's their second roadmap. They had one in 2019. They didn't post one in 2000. Felix couldn't wait to but, be like, you we, no. we literally no. discussed like two or whatever weeks yeah. ago that I was they waiting. didn't have a 2021 roadmap. That's what I was waiting for. Yeah, I really was. And that's literally what I was going, Felix, look, today is the day. The roadmap is here. I am so glad you posted that because I would have never known. <laughs> <laughs> how would you never know don't you you don't watch your own games roadmap? somebody would have fucking posted it i don't know I'm... it was me <laughs> i did it i he posted did. no it was me austin they literally like announced like these are all the things we're going to do in 2021 and and like one of them was like hey here are your well, i was going to uh, rattle uh, rattle them off uh, here's some basic highlights which i think one of them was, are, was your most requested feature the thing we knew about the most which we kind of guessed was coming next was the special loadouts. That's really cool. Yes, that's the way cool. the way that's going to work is it's going to work as a um, an actual item that's at every train station. Like a like a, a um, they're doing it like a punch card for like a job. It's a punch card machine. Mm-hmm. So you can go to any train station in the game, and there's a punch card, and you go there, and you can just change your loadout. Like and you can preset it and load it. So if you want to do a melee build and you want to do a uh, you know, a gun build, you can have the max right now is two with more to come. My guess is they're going to be micro transacted, but I'm not really sure. Yep. They also, they also might be done through okay. leveling, leveling within the game. We have no idea. Um, and, but the cool thing about that, that is you can craft it into your camp. So you can get that as something you can craft in your camp. So you don't actually have to do it at the, the train stations. You can do it in your own camp. And which is really cool because now there's going to be camp slots also in the spring. So camp slots means if you have one camp, you can have three or four more and you can just rotate through them. It, um, you can only set one camp at a time. You can't like set three camps around the map, but um, it's pretty cool. Like if you have a camp design, so like, yeah. Like an example would be, uh, you might want to switch to the scene. Oh, no, he's back. No, he came um, back. So an example, an example would be that one camp is like this is like my crafting camp right. this is my sleep this is like my like settlement camp like you could have like different themes for your camps essentially you could yeah so if you're that style of player where you 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 have this idea where you want to make like a vanity camp where you put like um a, a buddy i play with named Kyle Kyle has a major, major vanity camp. There's nothing practical about anything in his camp. He has all the shit. He's added it in. He's turned it into like a work of art, right? He could also now have a practical version of that where he doesn't have to load that every time. He could load something entirely practical that just has the bare necessities. Or there are people that like to choose more than one location around the map to load camps. Or... Sometimes you run into this problem. You load your camp into a public server and some asshole who also loads his camp there is already there. 
So if you have three or four camp designs, you could just load one that's on another side of the map, and then you don't have to be booted from that um, server. So camp slots is a cool concept. Will I get into it crazy? Probably not. I probably won't even fuck with camp slots. To be honest. That's something that I would get into because right. I like and the, the building and designing of like a home, right. a house, a hangout or something in these games so there's that a have whole like subset. any semblance of crafting. Yeah, there's a whole subset of players who are obsessed with the new vault tools that they built where you can build these elaborate vaults. Like people have created like trap vaults where you go in and you got to do like a, uh, you know, like a saw type, like survival thing. Oh, like wow, dude. People I'm have done all that, kinds of honestly. crazy shit with that, but that part of the game is not really, not my bag. I don't know. Now's not, your moment trip. Time to get into Fallout 76. Oh God, no, dude. I'm not I can't just that. that. Yeah, no. I, look at this point, the game sounds great. It sounds like they've added a whole lot to it. I just can't take on another another yeah, like service no. game game that's on the internet onto my shoulders totally. in any capacity anything that, that has to like like i, I just ugh, i have just anxiety thinking about it <laughs> I too much shit to do so there's much shit to do if 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 this was a game that any of you guys played on a regular basis like you actually played it the one feature that i think lock of all the people here would probably enjoy would be what is Tell called me. daily ops daily ops is is cooperative but you have to go in and accomplish something that's a, a, a more of a challenge with multiple people mm-hmm. and you have to coordinate yourself you know it's not very complicated like, uh, like in destiny you don't have to like figure out what switches to move or anything like that it's just fighting a bunch of buffed enemies basically so you got to go okay. in you fight buffed enemies you got to do it together people have to coordinate their efforts they got to figure out what shit is that's probably the one feature that Locke would enjoy they are amping up the ante on that and making that twice to three times harder. So it's not going to nice, be easy. Cool. I can't go in and solo it, um, which I could. I got to the point where my character's powerful enough and I've been able to solo that. That's daily. They're changing it. It's going to be in new locations. It's going to be all over the map. It's going to be pretty great. Does your, does, uh, I'm calling it your community. Your community meaning like the final, like the uh, um, Fallout 76 community as, as a whole. Do you have people in there that people watch that like solo that content? Like I know you said you can't solo it, but is there someone that no, you know I'm is going to try to solo, solo it? And I'm saying you can solo it. No, I'm saying you can solo it now. They're amping it up in the spring no. to make it so it's not soloable. Yeah. No, I know, but like, is there someone that you know is like the the go to person for like attempting to solo that really hard content and stuff like that? Are there like people that you can not, who's like I don't think the game it, has you know? that kind of meta yet to to produce that. I'm sure there's a fallout streamer that. Like it, 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 that will be produced when this becomes really hard. This daily mm-hmm. op shit, where you have to do it with four people, you're gonna have some streamer out there who always wants to try it alone and try and do it and all that shit. But yeah, the challenge angle. But that all of that is those three main things are what they're they're overhauling in the spring. They're also doing something, and I don't know what any of these are, but camp mannequins, console aim assist. Um, you guys could speak to that camp mannequins. I don't know what that is. And then, yeah, like, I guess you well, could put... Well, aim, aim assist is, is aim assist. Pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, that but, but putting... Yeah. I guess you could put clothes on mannequins to, like, I don't know, to present your clothes that you found in the game. I don't fucking know. You know, oh, that, that oh, like, uh, like in Skyrim. No, like in Skyrim, like how well, you can, like... Right, have, right, like, right, right. Yeah, put, like... And they have mount your gear and stuff. They yeah. have that. They have ma- mounts, and they have, like, uh, c- uh, cases you can put guns into and all that shit. So that's probably what it is. Yeah, just put clothing that you found. That's actually, that's a cool feature. And then something that that I don't, I have to research more. I don't know what it is. It's called crafting sliders. I don't know what that means. 
Oh, oh it's got your favorite uh, hot hot it's button term. Word, uh, word I know. It's got your slide. You love sliders, Felix. So <laughs> after that, that's all in the spring. After that, there's a summer uh, reveal that's going to have, I think, more story content and legendary crafting. My ability to craft legendary weapons, <laughs> which I've been wanting cool. since that's the cool. fucking game began to be that's able to like cool. just craft legendary weapons. And then legendary power armor, which doesn't exist. So, dude, if I could craft a gun that I'm looking for in it. Destiny, I would love it. Yeah, I love it. Think about think about how good it was when you oh used to God, be able to re-roll. Dude. When you used to be able to re-roll your guns. I know, dude. Like, yeah. like I I used to spend all my time at the gun the gunsmith or whatever he was at that time. I don't even mm-hmm. remember what he was. He the gunsmith. The still? gunsmith. Yeah. Um. And I remember getting the perfectly rolled sniper. I forget what sniper it was at this point, but like the fact that that doesn't exist is fucking mind blowing to me. I know. Also, the fact that it took this long for Fallout 76 to be able to craft a gun is also fucking mind blowing to me. No, we can craft like guns. We can't no, craft legendary guns. Well, okay, okay. Guns great. with legendary, legendary perks on them. Who stop? First of all. First of all, don't defend them, Felix. I will. Okay. I will. First of all, honestly, please don't defend them. It's okay that you enjoy it. Said Todd. Okay. Let him just let him be there. So, so you could craft guns before, but you couldn't craft legendaries. And now they're going to release it as a feature. Cool, bro. That's cool. Is a legendary like an exotic in in my parlance? Uh, A legendary is exactly like an exotic. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. That's what it is. It's. And moreover, moreover, uh, added to the game, which I don't know w- will be crafted, but this is winter. This isn't during the summer. This isn't over the summer, but next winter, you're going to be able There's four star legendaries are going to be in the game, which right now the max, the, the legendary stars are three. So, okay. I, that I can only guess because there's more story content that to go with the four star legendaries, there's going to be boss fights in the game that are impossible. <laughs> shit that you're going to need a lot of people for and you're going to need four star legendary mm-hmm. weapons to accomplish it so but yeah mm-hmm. that's that's the summary of of what they did what they the announced the biggest thing i take away from this roadmap is i'm really glad that they are still actively making this game better like that yeah. that is like a relief mm-hmm. and just like with destiny's q and like still work on it yeah and and just like with destiny's q adding seasonal content made the the world richer it made the experience of playing it much more richer, um, which I was surprised with. I can't believe that I, I when I heard that seasonal content was coming, I was like, oh, this is just a rip of like destiny. It's just going to be fucking annoying. It's not like now that the season went away and I beat it or completed it like I, I got bored of the game. I'm like, I want more seasonal content. And now I'm just waiting That's for, how, the, yeah. for the next That's season. That's how Destiny is, too. Time, you know, like, yeah, I mean, De- Destiny don't don't. Destiny's done a really good job with their seasonal content over the past few seasons. I mean, like this season is is actually very good. Um, I I'm not playing it for other reasons, but it's not because that it's we're in a season. Um, I, I I'm just I'm tired. I'm tired of games being shipped with features that should exist. So like I'm I'm quite frankly overhearing about Fallout 76 and the things that they're releasing when they uh, should have been shipped with it. The oh, same the, the, the same content. way the same Got the it. same way that I'm over Destiny releasing features and bug fixes that like 
got it shouldn't be there anymore or should have existed and they're now being sold to me like they're this fucking new crazy thing yeah, that shouldn't the have been there from it's the spin yeah. that, that it, it, it yeah it, it has nothing to do with you or you playing the game or no, I know. the game itself it's just it's the it's the developers saying ooh look at this new shiny thing that you're now going to get in 3 months you know it's the like we're getting rid of fucking sword peeking in trials but not 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 now not next season, but the season after that. So you hang your hat on that for the next four months. You got a whole new system. Gonna, Let's see. Wait, it's going to be just, great. I'm, I'm just fucking, I'm over it. I just want to go back to where I bought a cartridge in a box and I played the cartridge and that was the game. That's what <laughs> you are <laughs> speaking Kevin O's language. Okay. So I, I don't want to steal everyone's show so we can move on. But all I'm going to say great. is all that I'm going to say is why didn't you guys tell me that every single female character in fucking final fantasy 7 remake gives you bedroom eyes every time they're going to just talk to you <laughs> oh oh they oh, what's the fuck i think the answer to this is a wider it's a wider response about how you know japan yeah, we, sees we the world that, we, and things like that we need we next week let's stop let's we not could, do this no now. i'm not going into it, it now next uh, next week next week i want to hear uh, if you've been playing this we need to be talking like why did yeah. we just talk about fallout 76 you yeah know? why did we talk about i just completely forgot that you were playing this game <laughs> yeah it was right, definitely a much more interesting conversation yeah next week um, that's what we're going to talk about we do let's not move need on to talk about him. it let's this move week. on from him yeah let's move on from him for now and next week it, we're going to talk about it love it okay yeah, I'm right, listen, I do, it's fine. I do, do want to have can, a conversation about it. I mean, if you guys don't want to talk, we can listen to Felix. Um, we can listen to Felix. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what I've been doing. I've been playing more Super Mario 3D World, and that's like what I've been doing. Go ahead, Felix. Talk about Final Fantasy. <laughs> no, because Trip, didn't you want to talk about Metal Gear? I did want to talk about my. Oh, I want my, to talk about okay, that we too. also want to hear. Gear, okay, yeah. so let's, let's hear about Metal Gear. We'll, yeah, we'll have a whole Felix Gear. conversation next week. That's fine. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Keep playing so, Final Fantasy Remake. I'll be further in it then. Right, he'll have more time. I'll yeah, get more, more in yeah, depth, a more perspective. I loved your text the other night, Felix. We were just weird. He texted me a couple questions. I got off streaming. I answered him. He said he already got a response. We just chatted about some other stuff. It was. It was I'm good, actually man. I'm surprised. Like, the game. Uh, let me just say this, Locke. This is one mm-hmm. thing. Sure, one thing. Anyway, one thing. From all these years of hearing you guys talk about Final Fantasy. And I, this might not be true of every single game. This might be just true of this game. But, like, I was actually surprised at... Um, I thought it was going to be much more dense menu-wise and tough for me to understand. I thought I literally thought it was going to be, like, this crazy dense menu and that yeah. I wouldn't get so, it. But I so got it few, very quickly. I picked up on it. I had to look up so like a, maybe two things. There's a few things that I would say to that statement. One... Um, you're playing a, a brand new game, right? right? Like a, that is a, true. a brand new remake, right? So that's one. Two menus and leveling systems change by the game. Yeah, so I the heard way that, that Final I Fantasy VII does it is like when I first played Final Fantasy X, I got halfway through the game and I fucked up the skill tree so bad that I had to completely redo my save because Damn. my skill my skill trees were so crossed because I had no oh, idea yeah. what I was doing at the time that like I gimped my own characters to Dude. the fact where I got to the boss. I got to a boss fight that I barely beat and it took me so long to beat that. Like I just restarted the entire game. So my point being is that like, if you go and play like an older final fantasy, some of them may be more difficult to pick up, but I don't think they're the most complicated games to get used to. I think there's more complicated games menu wise. Right. Yeah. 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 
I was actually but, that was refreshing. So I think if you can understand this seven remake menu, like you're going to be fine because you'll at least have like a touch point, and it's uh, it's honestly on a comparable level, like complicated wise to the original, for sure. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well. Yeah, and I mean, I think I think you've played enough games now that have adopted a menu system similar. Like back then, Final Fantasy were one of the only games doing the things that they did. Now you have such a crossover of shooters having menu systems and and Fallout existing having menu systems. Like it just even didn't even it didn't exist then. Yeah, they're, right, they're exactly. Doing skill, crazy skill right? trees, right? Like yeah. you yeah. you rewind back to Final Fantasy seven at its time or even earlier like they were pretty complex because they were one of the few games i'd imagine that were doing what they were doing versus like a side scrolling platformer right so um it's yeah i think you're going into it with way more knowledge now than you would have been if you played it years and years and years ago yeah cool yeah well i'll give you guys updates next week yeah please do oh yeah hell yeah you will okay yeah you will so on a whim this week looking for something to play before bed i fired up metal gear solid 5 the phantom pain yeah you did i've played every other game in the series including metal gear solid 5 ground zeros which is the prologue to this game takes place nine years before um and i just i don't know i always wanted to like have the perfect moment to start the game. I wanted to appreciate it. I wanted like, it it was such a thing in my mind that I built up on this pedestal that I just never ended up doing it. And then I was just scrolling through and I was like, I was probably going to play the the final fantasy seven remake because I'm on another playthrough uh, as well, just for fun. Um, But I'm watching this. I'm looking on my PlayStation. I'm like, I don't really feel like doing that. What can I play? I'm in the library. I'm looking Then I see the phantom pain, which I forgot. I scooped for free from the PlayStation network when it was a free game at some point. Right. Right. And I was like, Oh my God, this is the perfect vibe that I want to be in right now. I just want to like have a game that I can like sink my teeth into like a new experience, but also like, like a game that's like half movie. I'm definitely feeling that before I go to sleep that I know is going to be like a whole movie for the hour or so that I played. Um, but yeah, I fired it up and I honest to God was not ready for for that intro and uh it's not for it's there's a couple reasons for it but i honestly and i'm I'm amazed that i'm going to say this but i think the intro was a little bit like too much almost in terms of like what they put your character through and you through as the player mentally you're literally like working it's, your way through a nightmare uh and i'm gonna I'm, yeah it's so, it's yeah it's a lot it really spoilers. is a lot. i'm gonna we're gonna just flat out spoil this 2015 game on the show for the yeah for the for the uh, people listening to the show uh, i apologize but the beginning of metal gear solid 5 pro or phantom pain is going to be spoiled in detail um long story short your character uh, you wake up out of a coma and you being the player you don't really know much about what's going on either i haven't played uh, ground zeros in literally there's neo's got his uh his little hand his my, little, my metal gear hand. Hand. um i haven't played ground zeros in a, in a ton of time so i wasn't super like updated on what happened to put him in this coma so i i really felt connected to this character and this experience right like for for all intents and purposes i was that was me i'm being educated about the world as you wake up as you come to you look around the world they got this like bang and 80 song playing as it starts it's very kojima i was very into that moment right 
And then you, you start learning about, you know, you know, you're in a coma for nine years and everything. And like you panic and pass out again and wake up again. The doctor's doing his thing. But then eventually like you hear that you're like a target, which would make sense. You're like big boss, the, the, this like legendary soldier at this point after the plots of, you know, Metal Gear Solid three and onward. And then the people in your hospital room start getting assassinated. Like people are like slitting the throats of the doctors and nurses around you. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is like aggressive. And like you fall off the bed and you see someone get like strangled and their throat like ripped open by like a cord. And, and that he, body he gets in there with that camera too. Like, I know. He, like, and I'm, laying, I'm, I'm on the ground in the, on it. in the fucking hospital. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, that's, that's a lot. That's very aggressive. And then like, uh, we escape me and like some friendly person in the room. We escape out of that hospital room as the hospital starts like, like being under siege. Right. And this is not a siege that's done like other video games are done. This this felt like I was in the middle of like a shooting. And like I I, I had this moment before this is going to take a, a turn down to series land. And I apologize for that. But I had this experience before. Like we had two recent shootings this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two legitimate real life shootings. But I was thinking before these even happened that I felt like I was like a victim of of a shooting or or trapped somewhere where that where that is happening and i know that may possibly sound insensitive i don't mean it to because i can't experience like one percent of what these people that, truly experience scene you know literally captures the feeling of being helpless in a situation where you really right. have no way of defending because, anything. yeah you're you're a hospital patient you are you don't have a limb you've got a pincer on your limb at this point um, you don't have a gun like you don't normally do in Metal Gear. You're crawling because your legs don't work. They've been atrophied. And like there are soldiers around you slowly moving through the hallways, putting bullets in people's bodies to make sure they're dead. There's a sequence where you have to like hide inside of the uh, the curtain hospital bed separators as they're opening them up one by one to shoot whoever's in there. And you have to like miss them by milliseconds. And I'm sitting here like playing this game like. Like I'm really going to die. If I get found, I'm going to die in real life. Like I was such in the mental headspace of playing this game. And oh man, it was just it was brutal. And like there's you're always you go in a hallway at one point where there's a crowd of people, like hospital workers not knowing what to do. Soldiers come in from the far end, start shooting through the bodies. People are dying and obviously protecting you who are further in. They come behind you, start shooting, and it's chewing up the people that are in front of you that way. And I'm just like holy fuck and you can't do anything but run or try to just get out of the way at that point and i just was not ready for the intensity just the absolute just emotional intensity that that game took me through and then of course someone just is on you know a fire being starts walking down the hallway towards you and then the sprinklers come on and make him disappear i'm like okay we're in metal gear land right now this weird fire phantom spirit okay all right i get it we're we're playing an anime but like dude that shit that shit hit a real like a real moment and i was like damn this is this is kind of not what i was ready for at all and i was just blown away by just like by the impact of that it definitely speaks to how you know kojima's evolved you know as a game maker and just using using the camera like an actual hand cam throughout that whole scene a lot of the times in that opening scene you you see him moving the camera around your character showing you exactly what he wants you to see right like he's always positioning the camera in a way that like makes you look at the the destruction and the and like the terrifying nature of that that like opening scene and it's i mean he's he's, he's wanted to make movies his whole life and he's oh yeah he's good, yeah. He's good at that 
he's good at that mm-hmm. kind of like perspective to kind of like drive a point that he wants to make. It was just man, it's a lot. It's yeah, a it's, lot. It's, it's a lot. I remember when I when I first played it, and I was saying this in the pre-show that I didn't finish it, but like I was not I was not prepared for that intro. I, that's the, the that is the first Metal Gear game that I played besides the one for PlayStation One. Oh yeah, yeah, just and the first, one. just the first, yeah, and um, I just I was not prepared for it, and I was not in the mm-hmm. same headspace that you were, so I can only imagine the amplification of of it. Um, Dude, yeah, it was it, it's it's a wild ride for sure, and then it opens up into like the open esque world, and it's just like the juxtaposition it, it, of it, both it, of them are just I like know. So it shifts so fast because like I escape so from the hospital it doesn't, hold, it doesn't hold that mood at all I, I almost get run over by a tank I, I'm just I'm, I'm out there you know literally dying bleeding and then next next thing you know I'm like I'm, I'm I've got a cape around me and I'm riding a horse through Afghanistan and right. it's like Oh, this, this I now I feel like I'm in an Indiana Jones movie. Okay. This yeah, is it's, exactly. it's, it's a fucking hard turn. <laughs> yeah. It's a real yeah. fucking hard. Dude. Yeah. And then I had weapons at that point, so I was fine. I was like, oh, cool. I can just make tranquilize this guy. Okay, cool. Now I'm playing a Metal Gear cool. game. Cool. Now you're Metal Gear. Yeah. Um, I saw a tweet this week. Can I, can I? Wait, oh, hang on. I saw a tweet this week that was um, someone said, forget the Snyder cut. I want to see the Kojima cut of Metal Gear Solid 5. Because infamously, oh, wow, yeah. that game is not complete. It is missing a whole chapter, um, which is only available on like the special edition, like bonus features discs, where he shows off like what that game ends up, you know, how it actually really finishes. Um, oh, which I still have not watched to this day. This is the only piece of Metal Gear content besides the NES games that I have not completed. So I have I have no idea what's on it. I'll have to uh, go sorry, check that out. Yeah, what were you going to say, Felix? All I was going to say is, and this is not the same game, but going back to what I'm playing, I, I and maybe this is a trope of Japanese-style games, but, like, I noticed there's a lot of juxtaposition. Like, in terms of, like, art styles and in terms of, like, uh, mood shifts, like, quite frequently in Final Fantasy VII, I'm noticing that. I don't know if that's... The, the game being victim of like coming from a different time period and being remade and they wanted to keep it intact from when it was made. Or if that's just a trope because this is the only game I've essentially ever played besides death stranding that mm-hmm. was created by, you know, essentially, um, you know, Japanese in origin, you know what I mean? Like, although death stranding is a very Western game, right? You would put that in that category. Uh, it's, no, there's a lot. No. Of, there is a lot of Metal Gear in Death Stranding, but not like it's like in the menus and it's okay. like in the the feel and the filming of it, like the way they do like the cuts. We, we can talk about this another week, but like I just noticed that, you know, like I just noticed that they they put two things next to each other so frequently that don't seem like they fit together, but for the design of the game, they do. Is that it accurate? could be. I mean, that's that's definitely like a that sounds like a writing prompt where someone would throw that out and then like they would take that and run with it. That's like a research prompt you just threw out there. That's an interesting yeah. thought. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, like, like Kojima with Metal Gear, it has like a lot, like a lot of. I don't want to say like a fetish, but he has like a military. He is a fetish. Is, he absolutely has a military fetish for, like fetish. The American military system. Yes, one thousand percent he does. Uh, yeah. Per, yeah. Totally. And he also he juxtaposes that with like 
Can you a lot of science fiction, a lot of a lot of like the eerie and the weird and mechs, right? That which is a very anime thing, right? You can't like, really uh, blame him. The the American so, military system shaped his culture. <laughs> Literally. More or less. I, I mean, yeah. That's Metal Gear Solid Two to this day predicted a lot of what our current time period is exists in. That's that cool. game predicted like how internet and information would travel and the controlling of the flow of information. Like it's a very it's crazy how like that game still is like relevant even though it's like a, a two thousand one game. Like, damn. Yeah, two two <laughs> flopped uh at first, but then people discovered it later and went, Oh my god. It's actually yeah, like, this game is great exactly um speaking of slapping games when's the slap some games off the oh. digital storefronts there it is okay. i was i was uh, fucking wondering where we were going dude. i was not sure i was not sure i, I was, was about to yeah yeah, I, was, I, was, I, I didn't give up on that. <laughs> I got kind of excited to see where it was going. I saw you. Shit, he's doing it. Slap um, some games off the digital storefront. Wow. <laughs> Trip, you want to set us up for this one? Yeah. Our uh, our main point of uh, discussion this week is going to be around the uh, decision that as of as of this episode, right? This is Wednesday, March twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. In a week. On the 31st of March, Nintendo's Mario 3D All-Stars game for the Switch, the compilation that has Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy, they're, they being Nintendo, are not going to be selling this game anymore. You will not be able to buy it in the digital store. They are stopping production of the discs. And that's it. It's also coinciding with the news, uh, uh, a rumored news that we're going to have an announcement soon from Sony saying that they are shutting down the PS3, PS Vita, oh, and the PSP not, digital stores. That's not rumored. The that's store rumored? will close. Yeah, on July 2nd, the PS3 and PSP stores are closing, and the Vita storefront will shut down August 27th. I was not able to find a, a link that said this is direct without rumors. Sorry, I'm going to... It's uh, the Polygon article that I posted here. I'm going to put it in our chat here. Okay. So, yeah, that they are closing down their, their digital storefronts. Um, uh, we actually talked to, to the same source. I mean, it's probably legit, but this is, this is uh, it's an unnamed source article. It's unnamed source with people close to uh, the familiar, uh, familiar with the situation kind of thing. But oh, they didn't actually. I thought it was actually announced. Yeah, no, you, you gotta you gotta trace back to the to the first one, first guy. So it's unconfirmed officially, but the rumors are they're going to announce this soon, and then yeah, in July is when the shutdown would happen. Um, that is you know less surprising than Nintendo's move to limit the sale of of literally a game that came out in this this past twelve months, this console mm-hmm. generation. Um, but it speaks to some of the same underlying concerns people have with digital content and digital games. And today we're going to chat about what that means. You know, what does that mean for owners of the game? What does that mean for people that don't own the game and and want to get it? Uh, is Nintendo, you know, uh, empowering scalpers with moves like this? Um, how long should we preserve digital content? There's so much to this. And now that things are actually hitting the wall, um, we've got to kind of face how we feel about it because decisions are being made 
by the people that run these situations that we just have to live with it. So yeah, this is this has been a real a concern here. for a long time, not yeah. just like with what Nintendo's doing. Like there are people like uh, video game historians um, that will preserve the look and feel of a game because there's no other way to play it in its original state anymore. Right. Like Atari games and those nature. Um, but this move, like the move that they, that Nintendo is going, Hey, you have a limited window to buy this game and then goodbye. Yes. That promotes scalping of the game. And it also force, it forces scarcity of the game almost. Um, and, but, but- the a question. FOMO-like reaction to it. Like, if you don't do this, then you're going to miss out on this exclusive one-of-a-kind collection of games. Um, I, I bought it. I bought it when it came out last fall or whenever that came mm-hmm. out. We're, we're not saying that you're... Because lo- I was like, yeah, I want to play these games. I don't want to miss out on getting a... At least a, I bought it physically, right? Most of my Switch games I've been buying digitally recently because, you know, who's going to a GameStop right now? But, like... Um, I bought it. Phys- I bought it physically because I wanted to make sure it was preserved, and I didn't have. Who can go to GameStop know. when it's on the moon? We're, it's, so it's, it's going to the moon. Mm, yeah, that earnings call, right? We're, we're we're not saying we're not saying that people have a fear of their their digital purchases that they purchased disappearing, right? Because that's also a major fear in the society of digital like purchasing, like people, aka a fear of Felix Erkut. Yeah, there's. There's people out there in the world who think that like you could potentially lose a digital purchase that you purchased from anything because of licensing agreements not being like locked right. in. That that's why why uh, Movies Anywhere started. You know about Movies Anywhere, mm-hmm. right? Have you guys signed mm-hmm. up for that and everything and did all that? Mm-hmm. Oh, what you no. do is you you essentially link Amazon and Disney and Apple and like all these different companies that you purchased digital movies from. And the the idea is that these companies bonded together to reinforce the concept that purchasing rights are there, and you're not going to lose the content if if somebody yanks it or whatever. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I don't fully understand it all, but I linked it because well, it was recommended on the site that I do it. <laughs> when you're when you're buying a game on a digital storefront, you're essentially buying the license for the ability to play it. You are not purchasing the ownership to like, you don't own that game. Right, you are right. owning the ability to play that game. Go to, ahead for trip. To be fair, you're also doing that when you buy a hard copy. The difference is you just have a hard copy and you have the ability to have your system pull that data mm-hmm. from your hard written copy. Unless, unless we're talking about a game like, like destiny, which requires online access, which in the future could be shut down at some point, which is a total possibility at, you know, in 20, whatever years or however long. Yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, the, the physical copy is essentially the same thing, but as long as there's nothing online, that's checking with a uh, authentication for like mm-hmm. a server or something, then you're usually good to go. You can play whatever game you want. Um, and that's why I think a lot of like the pushback when like, for example, Diablo three first came out and people were really upset when Diablo three first came out because that game required you to have a battle net and required you to log into battle net servers in order to play it. Still Diablo does. two could be played offline. Oh, oh yeah, of course it still does. But Diablo two, they had an online mode, which you can connect to servers, but you could also play the game offline to your leisure. Um, which that was a huge 
like people were really upset about that. And lo and behold, the launch of Diablo three was a disaster. I don't know if you guys remember there was errors. You couldn't log on. There was like a T-shirt made for the error code that everyone kept getting. I was one of those people up to like 4 a.m. trying to log into that game and play it. It was not great. It was not a great uh, experience. And that was like the concern. Like this is this is our future is what people were saying at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I lost the internet recently and discovered there was a game that I couldn't do that. And it was an offline game. And it said you required the internet to play this. And I went, I can't remember what it was, but I don't know. But it was entirely a game. No, I was 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 like, like you ask, you're asking the game why? Why do I need the internet to play this game? Exactly. I'm not playing against other people. Yeah. So fucking weird. Like I was just like, this makes no sense. But getting back to the Nintendo uh, decision here, um, there are people that think that this is just a move they're employing for their anniversary content and they want it to be like a limited kind of celebration of these games and like after mario is done they're gonna move on to zelda and we're gonna have that for a little bit and then you know just kind of be this like cycle of of you know specific anniversary related content that that is gone just to celebrate for the moment um but are we okay at, at accepting that mentality or do we think there's something else in play with why they're making this this decision because if you take all that out just from my personal perspective you take out any kind of reasoning around like an event for this which i still don't know if i agree with my you know entirely but if you just look at the decision that we're gonna make something have people work on this for years and years and years and then yank it from the store so that people can't purchase this i don't see where that benefits your business uh besides mm-hmm. you planning on it driving up initial sales I don't see how that benefits you over just like long-term uh, purchasing power of this game as more and more people like get switches later or yeah, down the road and have, Oh, I can play Mario 64 on, on this now. Like you'd have people buying this forever. And I still understand from a, a business perspective, why you limit that, that access. N- Nintendo specifically really values their IPs to like this really high regard, right? Like they don't let you treat ips with respect they or disrespect they don't even like the fact that smash brothers is competitive because they want it to be like this fun experience they really want to control the experience that you have when you're playing a nintendo game they want it to be they they care almost as much as like disney does about their image the image of their ips and their characters and when they think the value of something is that high they they know people will go for this limited time like purchase and almost treat it like a yeah like they're treating it like a special event and they know that this is a special thing for a lot of people and i don't think it to me it doesn't justify the way they like withhold sales to something after a certain time period like that that to me it just says that you're you're telling us your thing is special you're not yeah you're not letting us decide it's special right like these are these are special because we grew up with them and we want to play these games again. Mm-hmm. They withhold their libraries for years, man. Like they don't, they don't release anything. Yeah. Sorry. Lock. Were you going to, were you going to jump? No, in? no, no. You're, you're making extremely valid points. I, I just, I, it honestly, it makes me sick that this is even a thing. It mm-hmm. truly does. It really, it really like it's yeah. sickening that it's a thing. It's honestly, it's disgusting that you felt obligated to buy the game because you didn't want to miss out on it later. Like, cause you would have bought it anyway, right? Like you would probably would have purchased yeah. it if it existed forever. But the felt that the fact that you had even an inkling of a feeling that you needed to buy it because it wasn't going to exist later is absolutely disgusting. 
Like I, I honestly, I feel so passionately about this that I would like them to go bankrupt for a decision like this. I really would. <laughs> I really would. I don't care how much all of you love a Switch. The decision like this is truly disgusting. The fact mm-hmm. that they can release a game and say you only have so much time to buy it and then it's gone is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah. And it's it, like it's not it's not a collector's edition. It's not a fucking stupid canvas bag that you get with Fallout seventy six. It's not a statue that you get. It's not any of these things. It's literally the game itself. And you're telling me that you can only produce it and sell it for a limited time is utter bullshit. And I think you mentioned this on the pre-show that if you have a code, you can download it after those codes are going to go for hundreds upon hundreds of dollars once this game gets pulled and someone's going to buy it. Someone's going to spend that money. Yeah. yeah. The fact that code exists tells me that you are able to download the game from their servers before owning the game because a code implies that you haven't tied that game to your account in an ownership standpoint yet. So you then tell Nintendo, hey, I want to get this game. I have this code that was just written down on this piece of paper before March 31st. So this is now my pass into this club. Open the gate. Oh, you have it behind the gate. Cool. Open the gate and let me get it. But no one else can can get it. And that's just mind boggling yeah. to me. There's no one. It's, going, it's, no, I'm, I'm just going to repeat myself from earlier. Go ahead. Dio. <laughs> sorry. I'm going to predict that at some point in the future, they will split these games up from their collection and sell them individually for probably the full price of the game, because that is also how Nintendo rolls. We're getting Skyward Sword this year, a game that came out on the Wii, like, I don't know, like eight. 10 years ago i don't remember whenever skyward sword came out that is a full price release on the switch an older game they do this constantly with switch games mario bros like 3d world that was 60 dollars. the game i've been that i've been playing the past two weeks 60 dollars. all these games that they release these re-releases these are new releases they they believe fully that their games retain their value and they, they they've done this since the wii and probably before um where they don't even like dropping the price of their games and the sales of their games are so infrequent that they also believe that their games retain their value this high. Yeah. This I is, mean, this I, is a normal yeah. trend with, 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 with Nintendo. Sorry, go ahead. And no, no, no I was going to say, and, and I don't like paying full price for a game that came out 10 years ago is a hard pill to swallow, but I think we'll all swallow it. I mm. think it is a, so far disconnected from saying we're going to release a game and you only have X amount of time to buy it before it it doesn't exist anymore. Like this isn't, this isn't a Supreme drop. This isn't like a pair (laughs) of Yeezys. Like what, like what the fuck are you doing? Like to the Mario 3d all-stars NFT well, is what you're buying like, essentially. And Locke, right. is, it, is, and it be, <laughs> is it beyond us to think that maybe they just see themselves as easy? I, I mean, I mean, it, sure, maybe the, I mean, Nintendo is switches, switches, switches are selling like you wouldn't believe. Well, look, look, so the, look, sure. yeah, look at the fucking happened yeah, during the pandemic. I mean, Why I mean, wouldn't they think it, but they, but, they do understand that their IP is is in the top echelon of games of all time games their ip is up there and will always be up there because gamers as a whole no matter what there were no camps then this is what you played really everyone played 
Nintendo in some form of fashion, whether you were on a handheld or you were on a console. Even if you played Sega, you probably had a Game Boy, right? More than likely, you've played a Nintendo game and you are tied to the IP in some fashion. And they understand that. And it's fine for them to exploit it to a certain extent. And I think to the certain extent is what Neo said, where we pay full price for a game that we paid full price for 10 years ago. And we will gladly pay it again because we want to play it again. But I think the stretch going to what we just experienced with them creating a time gap into when you can buy the game and then going even further to allow people to download it after with a code, which absolutely encourages scalping, um, is just a shitty decision. It's just a bad fucking decision all around. Um, and like for me, that's like an unforgivable thing, to be perfectly honest. But um, it's just, it's, yeah. What were we going to say, Trip? It's... Another thing that doesn't make any sense is, you know, them them being a company, a retailer, people that make things entertainment for the purpose of other people to be entertained. They I'm sure they have data from every single one of their their game releases that they can pull up in in a moment's notice because we can do that on the internet. I can see exactly how much something sold and and how much money it made. Um you'd think they'd be able to look at that and go, no matter what, our games and products are going to fly off the shelves. They're going to, and we know this is an absolute fact. So maybe this was an experiment for them to look at this decision and say, let's limit this for a little bit and see how it impacts the sale of this thing. But still, Mm -hmm. it just it's it's Nintendo having the answer in front of them and then closing their eyes and picking a solution out of a hat, seemingly, to to do something different for, I don't know, the sake of, of them being Nintendo. Because it's not the same conversation. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but like how they've handled online interactions for for years. You know, like the answers for better systems are there and obvious to Nintendo. They just refuse not to. In this situation, they know that they could sell games for years and years and years, and there would be trickle sales of this game for years and years and years. So, to me, as an, as an outside perspective, they're shooting themselves in the foot monetarily, and I don't understand what they're what they think their gain is, unless they think they're going to make so much more enforced limited sales to outweigh that. But I think that's impossible. Maybe they don't think they're making money. Maybe they're thinking they're making they're they're earning brand worship, but they don't need any more brand worship. I believe honestly, it's them maintaining that the value over their IP. Like this is, this is so valuable that we can do this. Like, I mean, I mean, the way I'm saying it sounds really no, stupid, no, 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 no. It does make sense, but I mean, and to me, that just, just says that they're, they're willing to lose out on money to make the statement. And do we think that's right. that's right. where they're at? Just be, just because you can does not mean you should, right? Yeah. Like, just because they could do this, clearly they could because people bought it, does not mean that they should do this. Like it was, it's a poor decision yep. to Here's do. Here's the it. thing. Let's like I know switches have been selling like hotcakes the past year, but like little Timmy gets one this July for his birthday, right? Because he's old enough now to own a little console for himself. He can't play this Mario game. This Mario game is no longer on sale. He can't enjoy Mario sixty four like Daddy did back in the yeah. day, right? Like, yeah. What if he doesn't want to? Or, what if or he the hates person his who grew up with it and wasn't able to afford one until now, and now is excited to get a switch and can't relive their own memories? There's so yeah, many there's examples. Any, there's so many yeah, examples. Just, what, just, just what go to, this, go to the secondary market and buy your, your Yeezys, bro. There's Yeezys on the secondary market. Go to StockX. I'm sure StockX will have fucking Mario codes now because that's the world we fucking live in. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, fuck Timmy and his Switch. He doesn't get to play that game. I remember <laughs> I remember I went to New York and I toured in Times Square or in the they're not all in Times Square, but in the general area of Midtown. I went to the Nintendo store, the Microsoft store, oh, and the Sony store. Well, Nintendo store. store. So the, the Nintendo store, I think we went to second. We went to Microsoft store first. We stopped at the Microsoft store and it was moderately crowded. There were some people there. You know, there there was definitely a crowd around the Xbox area and there were people like doing dance dance revolution type shit and having a Hell fun yeah. time. Then the second store we went to was the Nintendo store and you couldn't fucking get into the place. Like it, it looked like a club and that they mm-hmm. needed a fucking, you know, a big velvet rope going down the street in order to like manage the traffic of fucking people coming in and out of there. Many of them were kids, but many of them were grown ass fucking human adults who were just there enjoying themselves like in glee. Mm -hmm. It's so weird. Right. Um, Then we left. (laughs) We went to the fucking Saudi store. Oh, my God. It was a fucking ghost town with like one dude. It looked like a guy (laughs) who was working the host stand at fucking TGI Fridays trying to figure out why the fuck nobody is here. In the Yo, middle of a Saturday, like dude, I, this is completely <laughs> off topic, but you said TGI Fridays, and I would I can't wait to vibe in a TGI Fridays again. But continue, <laughs> but continue. yeah, I mean, but, but I'm just saying that's the experience I got from in in the Times Square Midtown area of how these brands are vibing to like the fan bases and Nintendo. And this wasn't that long ago. This would have been like I can't remember when I took those photos and went there. It was like 2000. It's definitely when we were doing the show. I think it was 2014 or 15. Nintendo is crazy, man. It's like crazy. they, dude, they have Pokemon, which is also one of the is biggest. A point. It, it is. I mean, it, it speaks to how how Nintendo knows their worth. They know their value. They know people are asking for Mother Three to be imported to America and playable on, an, on a modern console. But don't worry about it. It's a it's a I don't, long I don't even know what it is. He saw my face. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I saw your face. Oh my but God. it's a thing. Like Mother Three is a game that people love and they won't they won't release it for a, for like a, an audience, modern audience. Um they do this all the time. People want more Metroid. I know we're getting a Metroid eventually at some point, but like they have all these beloved properties that in general, Mario, this Mario game aside, that they that they won't release on their modern consoles, and that is also an issue of maintaining these games that that are beloved across multiple generations of consoles. Um, part of the reason why PCs are so great are I can play my Quake Three copy from two, you know, like whenever Quake Three came out, like I can play that today, and that's great. Um, if I can segue slightly to the Sony issue. Uh, but Felix, did you have something to say? Yeah, just one other thing. You know, they're not the first to do this shit. And the other company has their same kind of like weird mania with their fan base. Fucking which, Disney, which one? Disney with their goddamn vault for their fucking. Oh, yeah, they got a films. vault. Oh, yeah. Like they did it for years. They put the fucking games into a vault, then they pull it out. They're just following the fucking. I Disney, was going to say, because you Disney mentioned Disney, playbook. I think, earlier, Neo, about just like a like a brand concept kind of thing. Uh, and and the value of a brand, and I was going to mention the vault. I'm glad Felix brought it up. Yeah, they would yeah. put their movies away into a vault, and they wouldn't sell them. But well, here's well, the thing: now they're the understanding with- was always that they would come out at some point. Right. But not great. It- not great. But they would say, "Come on." But, here, but thankfully, Disney is doing Disney Plus now, which 
they're actually kind of doing pretty good with releasing all of these crazy go ahead i went and looked for fucking pirates of the caribbean movies okay they got one they got two they got three they got five and four is in their little now disney plus bullshit vault so i can't watch four you're telling me there's a there's a disney plus vault there's a disney plus period of time and, and they're not they're not the only ones doing this hbo max is doing it too but they rotate out certain titles you can't find because I, I was like, let me all watch all the pirate, Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm like, why is four not in here? <laughs> and Mrs. Felix was like, yeah, I don't know why four isn't in here. <laughs> I'm like, they're rotating. So I looked up an article, and sure enough, I found out there's a collection of Disney movies that get rotated out periodically. They're doing the same shit. It's a, it's a digital vault. Stab this in my fucking Damn. brain. Wow. Um... So Sony is rumored to be doing something very similar. Um, A report was published, rumored report, um, that they are closing down the PS3, PSP, and Vita stores this this year at some point. That means that you will lose access to... I'm going to use this as as an example because Metal Gear Solid 4 is the only system that you can play this game on is the PS3. You cannot play it on any other console. Emulation of the PS3 is not great because of the cell processor. Um, it, PCs have a very hard time emulating this uh, that technology. So now you run into the issue where this game could be lost forever unless you have a hard copy of this game or a working P- PS3. Um, you lose access to PSP games. That was a major system at the time. That was a high-selling system. And now... You got a UMD or you are you screwed like that's like you're that's like where you're at with that. And of course, the Vita, which is I don't know. I don't know what to say about the Vita other than they tried really hard. And I love the Vita. They, they, tried, they tried really hard. They tried really. I mean, it's a good people like it's appreciate a good it. <laughs> it's a good handheld, but they didn't get the support and love that it need, that it needed to succeed, which is unfortunate. It's kind of wild um, that it didn't because like it is right behind me. like every game that I played on that was so innovative for its time, like control scheme wise. The entire back was a touch panel, and like Uncharted on the Vita, you had to like clean off your artifacts, literally oh, yeah. spin them around with the back, clean them off with the front. It was. It was a cool little like like addition, a cool little like dimensionality to the game. But you know, whatever. I the Vita would have succeeded. The Vita would have succeeded if they did what the Switch did and had the two the two triggers at the top. You know, like the mm. dual, like the trigger and the bumper. I feel like it would have been a lot easier to make games that felt like a PlayStation game. True. The controller yeah, would have been up a little easier. Yeah. I, I, to be honest, when I heard about the the Sony news, um, it didn't hit me as hard because it kind of made sense right like this is these are all older generation consoles by a couple generations um and we should expect that those stores are going to go offline eventually right but i didn't think about the fact about the uh metal gear solid 4 that's the only console that's on and that made me think about the metal gear collection that was up until 4 because that gave you metal gear uh 4 on a disc it gave you a couple other bits of games. I forget which one's specific on the second disc, but a lot of those were downloads. You had to mm-hmm. download your games like metal gear one metal gear two. I think even metal gear solid was a download and those were not packaged in the, in the thing you had to put the code in and get those games. So 
if you haven't downloaded them, those will 1000%, like half of your collection will be inaccessible, even also, if you put it hard copy. Consider this, consider this trip and company. Uh, um, the PS3 was the first digital generation console. The PS2, but not a, there are no digital storefronts. The PS3 True. was the first console that offered a online storefront. That's, that's a whole generation just going offline like the ability to purchase that generation's games for a console that existed yes it's aged out like it like we're, we're two generations removed from the ps3 now at this point but like that is literally like history turning off you know what i mean yeah. like it's it it's, it's, a, it's a shame to me you know what generation was pt what was that four ps4 oh that is ps4 okay yeah it does hit a little bit harder, the Sony news, uh, because of Sony's reluctance for backwards compatibility in their in their consoles. Like, if Sony allowed you to play your old games more easily on uh, on their newer generations, then it wouldn't be as big of an issue. But there are games that will be locked permanently on the PS3 because Sony doesn't include a feasible backwards compatibility method. And that's another tough pill to swallow. It's funny. I have a quote here from Jim Ryan, who's one of the executives of uh, Sony. He he literally says, "We've dabbled in backwards compatibility, but like, why would anyone want to play these old games? Like that is a that is like literally a quote that he has said before." He, yeah, I believe I he was he, he was looking at like a grand like a Gran Turismo game and saying, "Why would anyone yeah. want to play this?" And it's like, sure, like games improve with time and get better, but it, it I can't believe anyone would ever make that statement. Uh, fully legitimately believing that yeah yeah like um, don't go and play fucking arcade games why would you play an arcade game now and when there's uh vr like, why would you, like, Metal Slug? Yeah. you can just there are things that are full 3d shooters now why would you why, why, would you why are, are people like uh still trying to get high scores in donkey kong fucking idiots what that's like, exactly how it comes off it's that's the vibe right yeah. there tell that exactly. to billy mitchell so so Jesus. do we know if if this were to happen hypothetically let's say my Let's say my PS3 dies, right? And I, for some reason, really love my PS3 and I decide to buy one off of eBay. When the store goes down, I won't be able to re-download my titles. Will I? Right. No, you won't. Well, I assume know. But remember, remember this, this is a rumored report, so we don't have details. Maybe they're going to keep something active for, like, ownership uh, versus buying. Could be a possibility. Right. But uh, I, th- I would assume that if they're shutting that down, then that would include download access. So that's, that's what I'm working off of. Mm. So yeah, that would, that would spark some, some upsetment from me personally. No, I, I, me too. I mean, I wouldn't be in that situation. I don't own anything digitally for PlayStation three. Everything that I, I still have Felix's OG PS three that I bought off of him that I will use as a backwards compatibility machine, hopefully for when my son wants to play PlayStation one discs. But, um, that would upset me too. It's fine for the store to go down, in my opinion. It's fine for them to to say you can no longer purchase titles for PS3. Um, but it is not fine to stop someone from gaining access to the titles that they have already purchased for one way or the other, right? Whether it be hardware failure or a corrupt save file or whatever, right? I should be able to go and access this game that I purchased regardless, regardless if you take the storefront down. So that will be an important asterisk that we will need to understand when when this does officially come out from from sony yep yeah we're gonna really we're gonna reach a point where this is gonna be very 
important to preserve these generations of of, of games and systems, um, especially since we're becoming so digitized um, over time. Like, like even even with like Nintendo pulling their shenanigans, like like there 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 is going to be need for some way to preserve these things. And I know there are people and and organizations out there that are doing these these sorts of things like there are museums like literally with the goal of maintaining the original feel and uh you know the the way these games used to feel uh, at their release like uh in arcade or on console like it doesn't matter like they they maintain all sorts of uh you know the games and it's it's nice yeah. That, that we and we need that like um otherwise they'll what they'll get lost to history like imagine if like films from like 40 years ago were like all of a sudden like sorry we've we're now working in hd so you can't download these old crt or i don't know like a uh, black and white movies again like that's what it feels like to me it yeah, feels CRT like it's was like a bad example. Oh, you can't watch gone with the wind anymore because sorry we're in hd land now like go ahead no i mean uh, you're 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 that's exactly what fucking happened <laughs> you can't watch you, the crt you can't do that anymore it doesn't exist they, yeah they, no i'm saying it's, that that disproves your point that they, they that's exactly what happens with the film <laughs> and that, that's a problem too until they remaster it for the new medium yeah it happens uh, the sucks. the HD angle is another really interesting one, and I want to give uh, credit to our correspondent Kevin Oates for bringing this point up. Um, since the PS3 is really the only place where the PS1 classic brand lived, like this store, the reason these stores are all tied together is because the the Vita, the uh, the PSP, and the the PlayStation 3 all use this type of digital content with, that's labeled PS1 classics, and these digital files can be played on all of those consoles together. So they share this technology, and it's the only place to play these digital games, which also means it's the only console generation that can plug into a modern TV via HDMI with a smooth signal and play games from the PlayStation 1 era. Uh, Outside of conversion hardware for an HDMI signal from an analog signal, which is dumb expensive. Or or games that were re-released in the PS4 store because there's a lot that were. Right, yeah, but if there's if the ones that I haven't, it's the only way. Yeah, I, it, it's funny that you mentioned this. I went to um, hook up. Uh, I have a, a PS1 Mini, mm-hmm. and I went to hook it up, and I can't because my TV right. doesn't have doesn't have ports for it. So, like my my wife funny. loves my wife loves Crash Team Racing. It's like her favorite game. It's the only game she actually plays. So she had the urge to play it. So she's like, "Go find the PlayStation," and I was like, "All right, cool, let's do it." And I went and got it, and I looked at it, and I was like. I know they've re-released it for PS. I know there's a, a re-release, but but anyway, there is, I didn't but have... but no. Wait, what I was going to bring up is I have a I have a converter box that converts composite signal to HDMI. So that yeah, is I mean, a I, sure you could solution. definitely buy it, yeah. right? Yeah. But in the moment, like I want to go play this, I can't play it because my TV does not did not include that into its configuration. It's HDMI only. Yeah, that's right. that's not the kind of thing where you go, oh, you know, what? well, let's just go to Best Buy and pick this up. Then we'll, uh, you know, then we'll come back and we'll still want to do this after all that extra work. That's just it's, it's like not. it's over. It's over. Yeah. Like I didn't like I looked and I was like, oh, let me buy this off of Amazon. I found it. It exists. And then it was like, OK, the moment's over. I'm not going to spend the money on it now. 
And then when right. the moment comes again, I'm not going to have the thing <laughs> again. <laughs> right. But I'll probably just buy the new one on PS4 and play the PlayStation 4 version instead. But um, you make a really valid point, Trip. I didn't necessarily think of that, that the PlayStation, the PS3 is the only modern method that can currently hook up to modern yeah. TVs without, without, you know, I mean, without having to worry about some of these for things. streaming. It's great. It's like literally a, like a tool. It's like a, like a yeah. tool because it's the only thing you can, you can play these, this content on, but even just for the casual person who likes to play comfortably in their living room setup, it's the only way to do it with a smooth signal. Yeah. It's funny. There's a, there's reading the comments on this, um, on this article, you know, going through and, and reading people's responses. Uh, the one on polygon, someone wrote that like, my ps3 is my metal gear and uh jrpg machine that's what yeah. i game. that's what i use it for is for jrpgs and metal gear and like he's my ps3 the one- literally is for my legacy collection of metal gear yeah and he, and he said like yeah. he's concerned when when his playstation dies that's why i brought it up because the same poster made the point like if my playstation dies i will make sure that i find another one but will i be able to access these titles if my PlayStation does die and I do find another one. Am I going to yeah. be, or does he need to go find one now, buy it, sign in, download all of his games and then have one back up in the closet. Right. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting. It's a really interesting take because this is, I think the first time that we're seeing this type of shift for something that seems still seems modern, even though it's not like, yeah. you know, it is, it's this weird s- step where we're, where we're, we're straddling two different eras of gaming at this point with like, the PS3. I'm and, you know, like Neo sure. said, this is oh, God. just, just saying like Neo said before, this is the first console with a full digital storefront. And now, you know, we witnessed the birth and now the death of that. And this is the first time it's happening. And, and we're just going to have like, like a, like a spiral and a spiral of this, of this moment, unless there's a, a, a better and more permanent solution figured out. Um, potentially across industries to preserve this kind of stuff, regardless of media going forward. You know, I know it's not a perfect analogy, but like, like in a contract, right. In a legal contract for no matter what thing you need a contract for there, they put language in there that says like, you know, you can do this thing for the contract, uh, you know, on all platforms, currently accessible or devised in the future like there's there's contract language to think about the future of things you know i think games need to kind of have that perspective uh for their content because other, otherwise they're going to run into this again where you can't play the thing that you spent money on is the is the 360 store still like up and running i Do believe so last i checked yeah, yeah. what's that let's, yeah because i uh, i'm gonna pull it up i saw Felix, one- you were gonna say something yeah Oh, uh, well, that's irrelevant. I still do play one game on a, a pretty regular basis on that 360, which is still down there. And you guys know the title. Is it The Saboteur? Oh, yes, it is, baby. The Saboteur. <laughs> you know, I think The Saboteur is in Game Pass. No. That game needs to be preserved. No. Preserve it. Yeah, I'm almost, I'm going to open don't it up right now. Don't say that. And then I don't need my 360 anymore? Well, who knows, man? What if they shut the store down? And what if then that game goes in the Game Pass vault? Then what are you going to do? I'm not getting what rid of the you, game or the what 360. Are you right got, fucking what down are you Keeping it, baby. Keeping that. The, the 360 store is indeed online. Still online. Okay. I was no, just curious. because I, I, I definitely know that because I just did updates through it. <laughs> that was crazy, man. Um, as, as a part of EA Play, 
the saboteur is in game pass Woo! <laughs> and it's playable and it's playable on pc dude are you I am the saboteur totally yeah, look, I'm, I'm literally, I'm, literally I'm looking i'm looking at it right now very EA, it's yeah it's I know this is like a, this is like a meme for our show specifically but i actually have never looked at screenshots of the saboteur so for the first time i'm gonna it just go looks like assassin's um, creed felix Felix, I'll have you know, I played this, beat that game when it came out. It's a beautiful game. Like I'm very familiar with the. Saboteur. What's What's really funny is after after our episode uh, where we talked about Game Pass, I went and looked at all the games, and I remember seeing this. Oh, this looks better than I thought it would. I remember seeing it and like thinking, "Oh man, I got to let Felix know," and then obviously forgot. So I'm really glad that this just came up because I, I when I was when I was scrolling through all games and I saw the dude, saboteur I'm keeping this up, goddamn like, oh 360 God. down here because of fucking the saboteur. And now you're telling me it's in fucking EA's Game Pass. I thought they shit all over it. I thought they took a dump no. on it and said, fuck that it's, game. It's here. It's here. I mean, take a dump, I can't I can't tell you how well it'll play on PC, but it's also on you, PC. Apparently, do you think that? My cloud saves that were on the 360 will show up on my. No, now you're asking. I, you're much. asking a little <laughs> so much. <laughs> oh my god! Can I Take continue notch, my bro. save oh my from god. 2010? Can I continue <laughs> no. it 11 right. years later? <laughs> you, it's a miracle you have a digital saboteur. Don't start trying to have cloud save integration. Yeah. I'm like, like, uh, like, fuck you! I just learned I could do this five minutes ago. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. I don't. I mean, you, you never know until you boot it up. You don't know. Doing it's it tonight. True. It's already true. done. You don't know. <laughs> I, I would. People. I I would err on the side of absolutely not. But if if yes, then that's a pleasant surprise for yourself. You get you get two surprises in one night. You get saboteur, which you didn't <laughs> know existed, and you get your save file. So you can't beat that man. Two oh, surprises only because surprises only, nowadays. Be, only because I glanced at the chat. And because I know there might be people out there wondering what the saboteur is, it came Felix, out. We that- don't acknowledge the chat. It's not. I know real. we. I know we don't. But <laughs> we have I'm, to do I'm thinking of, ways. Pe- don't I'm thinking of people are out in the world. So the saboteur. But for those listening, we, are, we yes. do record live on Twitch every Wednesday. Yes, <laughs> the we only do. way to save is to segue to the advertisement. <laughs> in 2009, they came out with this game called the Saboteur that not for the world, but for me, predated Assassin's Creed and essentially has the same kind of. Uh, open world design you climb things and everything like that except you are an irish revolutionary in in 1938 paris after the nazi occupation and your goal is to fucking blow blow up nazis all the time and it's amazing <laughs> like it's one of my favorite one games. Cool thing, pretty good sell. The cool thing about it is, is that the whole world's in black and white. It starts and in black and white. Yeah. yeah when, as you liberate France or Paris or whatever, it becomes more colorful. And like you, Ooh. you push the Nazi occupation. Yeah. Back. The, it's, the it's only cool. color, the only color yeah. in the black and white areas of the game, when you're going into like take out Nazis is the flags. So it's like, there's red and shit all over the place. And you know that that's that's the people you need to kill because and the minute you liberate an area, next thing you know, it's all in color. All the people come in color. It's fucking so cool. Love that What's, fucking game, man. What, what it was a the, good game. It was a good game. The the the, the number one feature on the uh, the game store about this is first ever open world Paris. So that's how that is true. 
That is true. That's, that's how you know. Really? Climb, climb, climb the Eiffel Tower. Snipe yeah. from Notre Dame Cathedral. Yeah. And brawl as you And Notre Dame Cathedral doesn't even exist anymore, bro. You get to climb it and shoot Nazis from it. It's so cool. There you go. That does sound like a fantasy. All, I, all I'm saying is you should download it and you should experience it, but make sure you play more Final Fantasy VII before next week. I'm doing okay? that. Yes, what, no, that's, yeah. my, pro- that's what, my priority. What I, what I don't want to hear of is more Saboteur. <laughs> I started playing Saboteur. Up. Never went back to that Final Fantasy shit. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I just want to no, throw that I, there I, now. Dude, I am in it with Final Fantasy. Okay. I'm not putting right, that good. shit down. Good. good. Well, boys, on that note, I think it's time to wrap up this bad boy. I would agree. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, I've been Neo Ayoshi. You can follow me at twitch.tv slash Neo underscore Ayoshi, twitter.com slash Neo underscore Ayoshi. Did I say that right? I don't remember anymore. I'm Neo Ayoshi. Find me on those platforms. Uh, t- this Friday, I will be streaming Monster Hunter Rise. So I'm coming back to stream, um, and that's happening. Um, also, I am planning, I didn't tell you guys this, but I ordered um keyboard lube and i ordered new keycaps and i ordered <laughs> a few other switches yeah. so keyboard lube triggered some questionable gifts in our discord so uh you know doing that lock, lock lock knows exactly what i'm talking about i'm gonna be lubing the keycaps of this keyboard here and i am getting the gmmk pro that's on its way and i will be doing multiple streams of me just hanging out and building and constructing these things and just just, just lubing some keycaps so stay tuned for that. Uh, Trip Zero. Uh, guys, thank you, as always, for listening. I am Trip Zero. You can find me on my Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash TV, And all of my socials are also TV. so it's very easy to find. Um, I'm playing Stardew Valley, and I'm in the middle of a 100% run, very close to finishing that up. Um, the, the streams have been so fun and so chill and, and just, just a great vibe. So come hang out if you want to see some farming fun as I get closer to uh, doing literally everything in that game and unlocking the true extra, extra, extra stuff. Cause there is some secrets that I don't even know about once you hundred percent it. So it's exciting. It's a good time. Come hang lock. Uh, yes. You can find me on Twitter at lock underscore key. Um, I mentioned the last time that I was on the episode. I can't even remember if that was last week or two weeks ago. I think two weeks ago. Um, or I don't even know anymore um, that I was going to go live soon. I've been messing around and trying to get my setup situated. uh, So I'm not ready to go live yet, but when I do start streaming again, I will definitely tweet it out. So just make sure that you follow me on Twitter at lock underscore key Felix. Yeah, this is Felix Hergood at Felix Hergood on Twitter at me. I always respond to ads. (laughs) And then, (laughs) Here it comes. <laughs> what? What, what, what sentence is that, dude? <laughs> he said, come at, he said, come at me, bros. <laughs> come at me, bro. Uh, Twitch.tv Twitch. slash uh, Felix Hergood if you want to catch my Twitch channel. <laughs> 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 I'll be back soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't even stop. If you want to catch it, there ain't much to catch right now, but you can catch, catch it. <laughs> Maybe I'll be literally. Watching. You you just sounded like some boomer <laughs> trying to explain Facebook to another boomer. <laughs> just, just at me. I'll always respond to ads. <laughs>
<laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, Always, man. never missing out. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! Shit, man. Oh, well, wrap it up. All right, we'll <laughs> see you next week, everybody. See you, dudes. <laughs> Bye. But yeah, everyone else wants to know what's with your backdrop, and I do too. Nothing. It's a non sequitur. It's not related to anything. No I literally shit. Typed shit. Chicken shit. I literally typed in a a, a Google search shits shit that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's it's it is Dude, here. I'll get rid like... of myself. I'll get rid of myself. Look, look. I get rid of myself when I'm gone. It says seasonings. It says. No shit, special shit, bullshit, shit, all shit, that's good awesome. shit, and chicken shit. Dude, this is like it's like a kid discovering how to use the internet for the first time, and they type yeah. into Google shit that's awesome.